Hey, this is Scott Benzing, the commissioner of the FLOG, and you are listening to the FLOGcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Yes, this is the FLOGcast Network. Jay Ruff in the house today. This is the part two of the great NFC West. I am again joined by two champions. I better get it right right this time. Two champions to my left and to my right. Uh, With all three of us, we have combined with three rings. No big (laughs) deal. Uh, No big deal. So, hey, moving along uh, to the NFC West, we went... Uh, talked about the uh, two best teams in the division last year, 49ers and Seahawks. Now we are talking about the Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Going straight into it, uh, the L.A. Rams uh, finished 9-7 and seven last year. Had uh, uh, some different looks, you know, when it comes to running backs, but we're going to start with quarterbacks. Jared Goff is leading the way, a guy that uh, L.A. Rams have – uh, invested a lot of capital in number one draft pick back in 2016. Skin, I'm gonna start right at you. How do you feel about golf? Uh, just an NFL league right now, not in the uh, fantasy aspect. I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah, I'm because two different players. It feels like it really like. is. It really is. And I mean, okay, I I'm not gonna go in on him. I, I think <laughs> Jared Goff has has potential. But, man, he just seemed like he regressed so hard last year. I mean, his statistics really aren't all that bad. It just doesn't necessarily seem like he had control of the offense as well as he did in the last couple years. And and I'm not sure why that is exactly. But fantasy-wise, come on. You can find a better option than Jared Goff. If you're if you're reaching for Jared Goff, then, I mean, shit, you might, your roster might have some issues. Heck, man, I had, I had Goff last year, and he was a complete disappointment. Yeah, I mean, he was not good. Right, and and that's the thing. Like he's just gotta he he's gotta be able to protect the ball a little bit better. Not just not fumble the ball as much. Man, twenty two picks to sixteen interceptions. Man, that that just isn't gonna do it. That's like Marcus Mariota stats right there. Not those good. those numbers cannot be close to being even. And if they are, then that's the thing, man. It's hard for me to to shit on him like this because he's passed. Damn, like he had four hundred. <laughs> 4,500 yards. Right. Like, that's no joke, but that's also a product of what offense it is. Is L.A. Rams with Sean McVay. I just think, I think Sean McVay's a mastermind, and he's making oh, him God. look better than what he is. But that's just my own opinion. I think in fantasy, you got to stay away from him. If you, could, if you could draft somebody else, draft somebody else. Heck, I remember two years ago, he had uh, uh, 32 touchdowns, and Keegan had him. I was kind of jealous that he had him. He only had 12 interceptions. And, of course, he went to LeBron Kings, and he, he knew about it. His, that touchdowns dropped by 10, only had 22 touchdowns, and with with uh, four more interceptions. Uh, yeah, the, the yards might be pretty, uh, but the, the touchdowns is not. And, of course, I mean, the interceptions are not. But And, of course, the, the touchdowns have to be over three, I mean, 30. It's very, it was a very disappointing year for Goff. And I, hopefully uh, he, uh, fantasy-wise, improves a little bit, especially with the t- touchdowns and limits the interceptions. What do you think, you? I mean, sorry, I got I to interrupt here also. The <laughs> dude is a statue. 
Right. He is literally a statue. His yeah. feet are planted in the ground. He is not getting a single yard with with rushing stats. So that's another another aspect in fantasy that you got to draw back. Sorry, Q. It's all good. Um, well, you guys are you know wondering why the Rams' offense took a step back last year. Why Goff took a step back back last year. I can tell you why. Say it with your chest, then, bro. I can bro. tell you why. Say it with your chest. The mastermind, Sean McVay, runs like eight offensive plays, and teams started to, they know what they're doing. The Rams, the, Sean McVay is a dumbass. Watch your mouth. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. He really is saying it with his <laughs> I don't care. Oh, I can recite all these plays. Oh, I know all this stuff by heart. He's a nerd. He runs, he runs like 10 plays on offense, and it is predictable. And the Rams are not that scary of a team. The Eagles have beat them both times they've played them in the last two years. What a nerd. But anyway, Jared Goff, another reason why they played tough teams. I mean, Seattle's tough. San Francisco's tough. It's a tough division. Um, they played the Eagles. The Eagles are tough. But, you know, Goff finished fifth in pass attempts, completions, and yards. He had seven top ten fantasy weeks. So I think there's still a lot to like when it comes to golf just because there's so much volume that is attributed to the Rams offense. Now, you know, he was QB 15 in our league. That makes him a QB too. Um, yeah. And so I think that's the way you draft him if you're in a two He didn't feel like a QB two though. Right. I mean, he but, was awful. He was. He was not good, and he was not. Com- I think I ended up trading him because he was a guy that I did not feel comfortable putting in my QB two slot. I, I, I just gotta disagree with Blount here. I mean, I, Shot. I, I understand. Shot. I understand where he's coming from <laughs> in terms of, yeah, Sean McVay may run the same plays, but bro, if teams know what plays are coming at him and they still can't stop they it, they could stop them. But though. they can't though. That's the they thing. Can. That offense is shown. That offense has shown, though, year after year, the numbers that they're putting up. Yeah. Th- they yeah. Knew, defenses knew what was coming, and, like, Goff is a statue. Like you said, he just gets – dude, it looked it looked bad last year at times. It like, did. I'm not going to say it didn't, and they have a great defense that kind of keeps them in games, but it's NFL. You need both sides of the ball. I just think that there are levels to it, and there are layers to it. Yeah. And I think that they're going to add some layers. This is why – they're going to add some layers. They are changing their base offense from the three wide receiver sets to now they're running mainly 12 personnel. They're going to run through Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett, have two tight ends out there more, run the ball more so yeah. they can get that play action going. I just think that, that there are layers to it, and now is where we're going to see some bigger wrinkles from Sean McVay, and it's really going to prove what he's got as a head coach. Well, I hope so, and I'm glad you hit on that because I think that's another reason they took a step back last year. They did not have elite Todd Gurley last year, and I think that hurts them. Mm-hmm. That hurt. I mean, obviously that hurts them. That's that's cut and dry. I mean, um, they dra- they drafted Cam Akers, I believe, mm-hmm. and if they can get him, you know, anything like Gurley used to be, uh, the play action game could open up. Twelve personnel could open things up. So you're right. I, I do want to see McVay add more wrinkles. Obviously, I don't actually think he's a dumbass. I just, for how big everyone talks and thinks this guy is some kind of genius, they had, like, I mean, I, I just don't get it. I, I, yeah. I'm not that impressed. I'm just, that's, I'm just sorry. I mean, so 
Okay, are we are we passing this? Yeah, let's get We're off passing Garrett, him. Sorry. Garrett Goff train. <laughs> We're getting off the Jared Goff train. Moving on, you kind of talked about him already when it comes to running backs, Q. Uh, Cam Akers uh, is, as of right now, a very highly talented uh, running back coming from this year's draft, a guy who's possibly – um, arguably, you know, got the number one running back slot as of right now. Uh, Daryl Anderson Jr., another guy, Malcolm uh, Brown, and also you got to throw John Kelly's name in there as well. Four guys right there when it comes to the running backs for this team. Um, just right off the bat, before I go into these guys, this is a backfield that I'm not touching, um, especially coming from a guy who has owned Todd Gurley. Um, I, I don't really like this backfield. I'm tired of watching the Rams and trying to yelling at the screen saying, run the freaking ball, give it to them. I don't want to mess with these guys, and especially all four of them. I, I see where you're coming from, and, and I'm kind of drawing comparisons with the 49ers too. It's a four-headed backfield, and you don't really know who's going to come out of it. But I got a little soft spot for Cam Akers. Oh, boy. I think Cam Akers is going to take that job. I think he's going to take it by the horns, and he's going to be RB1 on that team. And there's going to be no questions asked at the end of this year who the starting running back is for the squad, and I think it's going to be Cam Akers. I just think he's too versatile to not fit in that offense. I think he can do all everything that needs to be, be done. He's a three-down type of back, can catch the ball, can run the ball. And and I just think Cam Akers is gonna take over. So Daryl Henderson I know was like was a relatively high draft pick as well, but he's just kind of been a disappointment since he's been in the league. And I'm not sure what to attribute that to. Is it lack of work ethic in the offseason? Is it just not fitting in with that offense? I, I don't know. I can't tell you that. I just think Cam Akers, the the draft capital they spent on him, they're gonna give him the touches. And I think he's going to take over. So I do think Cam Akers is someone worth monitoring. And you could probably steal in some of your leagues later on. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I think as of right now, Cam Akers is number one. But, and you know, if you if you do research when it comes to training camps coming from L.A., they said Daryl Anderson is looking very good. Um, and so it, it, it's definitely up between those two. I do not like Mal, uh, Malcolm Brown. He took a – I mean, he, I mean – He's good, don't get me wrong, but he's a guy that I don't like because he took away so many uh, uh, rushing targets from uh, Todd Gurley last year. But Malcolm Brown is another guy that you got to throw his name in there. He will get some attention as well. Q, what do you think about these uh, the these backfield? Um, I think you guys you guys pretty much said it um, the way I look at it as well. You know, I think it's Cam Akers, but. I am sort of staying away, too, because they haven't announced, or like, from what I've seen anyway, I haven't seen any news that said, oh, this is Cam Akers' job, or right. like you said, Darrell Henderson, oh, well, he looks good in camp. Well, they said he looked good a lot last year, too, but he couldn't beat out Malcolm Brown. Right. And the beat up Todd Gurley. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I still, I think it's Cam Akers. I think he's worth a late draft pick. Um... I just I think it's probably gets gonna start as a committee approach, and then if Cam Ak- you know inevitably Cam Akers is gonna show he's the most talented back and he's gonna be the feature back at some point. So in dynasty leagues, obviously this is gonna be one of your top picks, but in redraft, um, in a keeper leagues like ours, well like 
I don't know. I'm just not going to take him too early, to be honest. Yep. I I mean, I agree with him. I mean, he's, he's a guy that uh, I won't gamble too much on him, but... Um, even and like I said, in this backfield, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from. Moving on to the wide receivers, uh, Mr. Brandon Cooks is now gone. Uh, so the three-headed monster is now gone. With when it comes to if you want to, if you if you want to, uh, you want to call Brandon uh, Cooks a monster. I mean, or? I don't know. It's, the term <laughs> itself kind of just gives me. Gives me bad vibes because I don't want Trump coming after me. Right, right. Well, well, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, the three-headed insect or whatever. That's what I said. I mean, he he's gone now, but that two-headed whatever, I mean, three-headed committee. There you go. Sounds more professional. Yeah, (laughs) sounds professional. Now, Cooper Cup. Is you know I guess the number one Robert Woods right there. Uh, lots if if you do your research, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, two guys competing for the number one spot. Who who would you pick? Uh, yeah. Cooper Cup or Robert Woods? Yeah, I, I have some strong feelings about this. Oh boy! And Bob, <laughs> Bobby Trees is my boy. Roberto Woods is the guy, oh. and the only reason I say that is because <clears throat> Cup. Is a slot guy. Mm-hmm. He is. He plays in the slot. We all know this. He gets his work done out of the slot. If they transition from a three wide receiver set into a twelve personnel, who is going to be out there more times than not? Bobby Trees. Bobby Robert Trees. Woods <laughs> is going to be out there more times than Cooper Cup. Is that his, is that his nickname, Bobby I've Trees? Never I've that. never heard him. Go, did you Sorry. just make that up? No, <laughs> Other podcast, <laughs> I liked it. So. Bobby Tree, so you I, stole that. I, I did right? steal it. I did steal it, but I loved it. I felt it fit. So well, well, no crap. You said it two times in the last thirty. Seconds. I mean, it doesn't act like it doesn't fit. It fits. It does. It's, 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 it's definitely fit. Yeah. I, I just think he's a beast, I, and honestly, I just think they need to get him involved a little bit more. I did have him last year. I think he's a target monster. The thing that scares me the most is he does not get targeted in the red zone. He does not get those touchdowns, and that's the hardest part about Robert Woods. But I just think the transition of the offense, I think Robert Woods is going to get more involved. And I think Cooper Cup may be a little bit pulled back because they're not running as many wide three wide receiver sets. But cannot hate on Cooper Cup. The kid's amazing. The kid's the kid's a beast. But I'm just saying, I'm if if it was. Gun against my head right now. Who am I taking? I have to give the very, very slight edge to Robert Woods, in my opinion. What do you, what do you I'm going to have to disagree. Oh, boy. Um, I, Me and Blount, not on the same page. I, know, now. Not, <laughs> the thing, I still love Robert Woods. Don't get me wrong. And I do think it's probably more of a slight advantage to Cup, in my opinion, than a big advantage. But, you know, I don't see them transitioning that far from the three, I, Cooper Cup is their best player. I mean, he is the best thing that they have going for them, and he finished fourth on the year in fantasy points. Even if he regressed, which is, you know, probably likely, but who knows if it's likely because the Rams have such great passing volume, they can sustain two, almost two wide receiver ones in Cup and Woods. Um, I would prefer Woods is more of a wide receiver two wide receiver three, um, but I like Cup as a wide receiver one this year, and he proved it all of last year. 
whether he plays in the slot. Now they now that they don't have Cooks, I think, you know, I haven't been paying attention to Rams training camp at all, but if they start transitioning away from three wide receiver sets, why can't Cooper Cup play on the outside? I mean, I know he's not he's best in the slot, and that's where he's probably most comfortable, but who else are you going to put out there? Josh Reynolds? That, Van, yeah. Van Jefferson? Hey, hey. That was the thing I was about to talk about next when it comes to the wide receiver three slots. Uh, who, who's going to be when it comes to Josh Reynolds, like you said, and also Van Jefferson has been getting a lot of hype out of training camp. A rookie out of Florida, a guy who I think Van Jefferson could take over that wide receiver three spot. We're not going to talk a lot, a lot about those guys, but, I mean, Van Jefferson's got a lot of upside when it comes to his future. Yeah. Um, I mean, that could take away some of that. But just, you know, jumping on with you guys when it comes to the Coop and uh, Robert Tree's conversation. Bobby Tree. Bobby Tree, sorry. Sorry. Um, Bobby Tree's conversation. I mean, it's, it's very tough to, to point a finger at somebody. I mean, if I had to, based just because of their history, it would have to be Cooper Cup over Woods. Um, but who knows? I mean, we'll see what, what those two can do, especially without uh, getting you know some of those targets taken away from when it comes to Brandon Cooks. And even though Brandon Cooks didn't do good last year, is it, those these two guys are definitely the clear-cut top dudes um, in this wide receiver core. So I, I got to throw this in there. You guys are probably – you guys are more correct in terms of the public opinion. Cooper Cup's ADP at the moment is in round three. Round three, pick nine. Whereas Robert Woods ADP is in round five, pick one. So that there is a little bit of discrepancy, and I, and I am going against the grain by picking Robert Woods. But um, I just think those tu- if those touchdowns went up with Robert Woods, that's the only thing that makes him a wide receiver two from wide receiver one. He needs a few more touchdowns, and that's it. Game's over. Um, but Cooper Cup has, has shown out the last couple of years. Get the ball in space, and, and the kid's going to make some shit happen. Here's a here's a cool thing. You had uh, uh, Robert Woods last year, right? Yeah. How'd that go? How'd that work out for you? Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, I think Robert Woods was one of your strong points, though. He I was. Mean, he yeah. was. He's the model right. of consistency again. Yeah. What I tried going for, but yeah, it didn't work out for me. So uh, yeah, for I'll, sure did not. Yeah. yeah. And while I the say worst, it, the worst record in flag history, if I might add. I'll eat my own bubble. God. <laughs> the worst record in flag history. I'm gonna say it again. It's not good. Um, while I, prefer, I got two rings. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I prefer I Cup, but some stats out there to um, appease you guys who like Robert Woods a little bit better. I can't, like I said, it's not. I can't really disagree with you. Um, he doesn't get the headlines, but he is a top fifteen wide receiver in both of the past two seasons. He was targeted nine or more times in ten of his fifteen games last year, and. That tied for fifth best in the league with DJ Moore. So now the problem is he isn't going to get you a lot of touchdowns. He only had two touchdowns last year. Yeah, that's what. And he only saw, he's never had more than six in a season. He only saw two end zone targets last year. Well, I mean, that does, you know, we're going to talk about it right now with the top. It doesn't help because they have tight ends. Two two, Uh, two tight ends. uh, Two tight ends that are definitely competing for that top spot. Hold on, hold on, Ralph. I got to stop you here. I got to put something out here to the universe. Put it out. I am. I have been struggling still to this day of my fourth keeper. Shock, you're struggling. The only reason is because I gave up draft capital, yeah. and I have a bias towards A.J. Brown. I told Blount this earlier. I didn't give away the name, 
but Robert Woods and yeah. A.J. Brown are the two that I'm debating. I, because I know Robert Woods is going to get more targets than A.J. Brown. Yeah. A.J. Brown only had 52 receptions, but he had over 1,000 and had eight touchdowns. So that's where it's just like the upside, the ceiling yeah. is so much higher in A.J. Brown's AJ Brown's uh, realm, where I'm just like, man, like, and I gave up draft capital for AJ Brown. But Robert Woods is, he is making me second guess it. And it is a very close debate between those two. So I'm watching out for Robert Woods in the draft. So y'all better take him. If you don't have respect for him, I'm going to snag him up. He's going to snag him up. Um, I believe, <laughs> let's see, we had him going, oh, I, we had him going to me with my last pick of the second round in our mock draft, which, again, would be the sixth, seventh sixth round. round. And his ADP was what, third round? Round, round five. His round, ADP five. Was round five. So yeah. that's about so identical that, for And Cooper team. Cup was in the third round. In the third round. And, yeah, of course, going in the first. and he's not a keeper. He's not, and we have him going in the first. So. Exactly. That makes, which that makes sense. Which is surprising. He would be a keeper on, you know, maybe other teams, but Scott... I guess yeah. I don't know. He's keeping, He's keeping Kelsey, Mahomes, Kelsey, Juju. Tyree. Juju is his last keeper yeah. decision. See, so I would Juju keep, over I would Cooper, keep Cup? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup over Juju that all day. Tough, bro. No, not that me. Is no, tough. Not no. Me. I would keep Juju over Cooper. I would Cooper. keep Cooper Cup. A hundred days out of a hundred days. No, with Big Absolutely. Ben coming back. Yeah, look, with Big Ben coming back. What has Juju ever done without Antonio Brown? I, 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 I'm, I'm on it. I, you two debate this because I, I don't know where I fall in this threat. I, I like to hear this right now. Tell well, me, why, 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 why he hasn't done anything? Up? He hasn't done anything. But I mean, we we know we've seen his upside. You and, saw his upside when he's being guarded by the worst corners on the field. Well, I mean, worst, the wild, worst, the wild, no, not no, the no, worst. No. Easy wild when defenses you say are that. rolling their entire coverage to one side of the field. Yeah. To shadow Antonio He's Brown. still the second best wide receiver on that team. So he didn't get the worst corners. Let's be easy when you say that. They, he didn't get the worst corners, but, but he had You just said that, though. Okay, you just okay, said okay, that. Okay, they okay. Got the corner I rephrased two. it. They got the corner. They got the corner, the safety, the light. Like they, had, they are rolling coverages to Antonio Brown. I, I would personally pick Juju because of his upside. That honestly might be the hardest keeper decision in our league. Yeah. In my, in my, what do you mean because of, of his upside? Cooper Cup has upside. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's Cooper Cup was the number four we, fantasy we probably, wide receiver. We probably already seen his best year. We probably already seen it. The I mean, Rams was, offense and Juju is, is so. I mean, I don't know. I don't top know. Passing Cooper's. volumes in the league. Cooper Cup and Jared Goff. You know, I I like also I like a healthy Big Ben over Jared Goff. I trust Big Ben over Jared Goff. They're both pretty wild, man. I mean, I mean, no. if you're talking just next year and next year only. Okay, but I guess I'm I'm worried about longevity of Big Ben. Now after this debate and me thinking about it, I think I'm gonna roll with Blount. I think yeah, I gotta shock. take Cooper Cup over Juju. Yeah, man. Well, one only time I I've agreed really with right. Blount. You're right. Out. Too I many just, beers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that we're di- we, we are having slight disagreement. Like, right, right. The disagreement is so just like. I mean, but they're very, very close. Slight but preferences. I, I think but I, I would edge I kind of forgot Cup. about that, though. I forgot that he had Cooper yeah, Cup, and I that was too. even in consideration. That, that I wonder if hardest. Scott is thinking about that right now. Might be the hardest. Well, he said he was a couple episodes. No, but it was Le'Veon Bell. I thought it was Le'Veon Bell or Juju. I didn't even think about Cooper Cup. Yeah. Because Le'Veon yeah, Bell was thrown in that mix yeah. as well. 
So, because he's got Pat Mahomes, Tyreek. What, is he going to keep the whole Chiefs offense? Yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. And, Kelsey? Right. and Kelsey? He's going to keep three hey, Chiefs and probably, then Lev- Probably why no he No wonder work. why he's hating on Clyde the Clyde, <laughs> bro. Right. Come or, on. Or, or he's, he's doing the reverse thing on you. Yeah. So, he's, he's trying, trying to take He's Clyde. trying to take him late in the eighth. In, yeah, I think but like I ain't no dumbass. Picks. We already know he's <laughs> going number one overall in our league. <laughs> I mean, you're Because he's worth a keeper pick in our league. All right. All right. So, let's move on to the cup. Situ- you know, the conversations move on to the tight ends. Tyler Higby and Jared Everett, uh, two guys, especially with Tyler Higby, definitely uh, shine towards the end of the season. Uh, these two guys, you know, very good targets. What do you think about these two dudes? This is a murky situation here. Murky. And, and uh, I just don't really know what to make of it because both of them are talented and both of them are valued on this team. Gerald Everett's name has come up in trade talks all offseason long, but it seems like the Rams just don't want to deal him. And I think there's a reason for that. And we have hit on this over and over and over again, and it is because of their switch to more 12 personnel. I think they want to be comfortable running the ball, having two tight ends on the field. I just think Gerald Everett's going to stay involved. Yeah, Tyler Higby may have a slight, you know, have a little bit up. Uh, uh, a leg up on <laughs> Gerald Everett, especially in the receiving category of things. But I just think both tight ends are viable, very late picks, if not waiver wire pickups, to monitor the situation. I'm not saying both these guys are studs or both these guys are going to go off or be tight end ones because they're not, but they're guys that you could fill in when you need things to happen. And I just don't really know which one is going to kind of going to break out over the other gun to your head who's it going to be on the board i mean only because i've looked at their contracts it's tyler higby because of he's getting paid more i mean he saw more offensive snaps last year yeah i, I just and think he, gerald everett if he had a better opportunity he would be right there with him and he's definitely getting yeah every analysis feels like is higby over everett i think he's definitely getting more attention than Everett. what do you think you i would have to agree i mean the stats would also agree with you um, Tyler Higby finished sixth among tight ends in receptions and seventh in yards. Um, so I, I mean, that makes him, well, he finished, let's see here. He had 89, wait, 69 catches, 734 yards and three touchdowns. Um, I'm not sure where he ranked. I can pull it up to see where he ranked in our league, but I am pretty positive he was a tight end one. Let me... I must up. be sleeping on Higby a little bit, man. Well, I mean, that just that he was he was, he was in eight, he was ranked eighth on tight ends last year. Oh, so he's man. a tight end one in our league. Wow, and huh. he's a tight end one in other leagues. And that was look at look at this game log. I guarantee you, because well, that's, of his that last just goes few to show games. that the tight end position is super dry. I mean, he's tight end eight, and he has. I mean, it's not bad. Sixty nine catches, seven hundred thirty four yards, three touchdowns. What's his yeah. ADP? We you know. I. I'll get it. I'll get I mean, it I guarantee you it, it, it's past 10th round. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're drafting. Again, that's what I mean by you can wait on tight ends and still get a tight end one super late. Right. I mean, that's wild. I had no idea he was in the top eight. Uh, that's pretty cool. Actually, I think we, uh, when I talked, when I did the tight ends, what we got? Tyler Higby, ADP is round 10, pick 12. So. Round yeah, 10. Yeah, super late. Right. And you can get a tight end one that late. Now, Gerald Everett is, like you said, I like Gerald Everett a lot, and I think as time went on last season, 
I think he got picked up in our league and started for a week or two. I think Connor or somebody yeah, did because yeah. he was like Connor did. He was really producing, and I don't think that's going to stop. I mean, they're going to run more twelve personnel, um, and yeah, he had thirty seven catches last year, four hundred eight yards, and two touchdowns. So he's not far behind. But I think when it comes to who has the edge, I think you have to give it to Higby for now until we see, you know, a little bit more from Everett. But his role could definitely expand because Brandon Cooks' his targets are going to go somewhere. I think more are going to go to Cup. More Woods' role is going to expand. But these two tight ends right here. And I, I think it's going to go more around the run game. I, and, and that's and it, just yeah. my, my opinion. But I also think Everett is going to stay more involved. I just think this is one of the more intriguing position battles in the NFL this year, even though they're two guys that you really don't like. They don't uh, have star Kittle, power names. Kittle and Reed? Nah. <laughs> okay, let me just throw a quote out here. Sean McVay, back in April, says he believes he can do a better job utilizing Everett in the Rams' offense. I'm really, really excited about what Gerald Everett is going to do this year, McVay said. I think Higby did a phenomenal job, but I think Gerald Everett's a guy that I've got to do a better job utilizing his skill set because he's a difference maker. Hmm. Interesting. Just a just a little, just you a know, little... nugget of info. <laughs> yeah. A little nugget of info. Intriguing, intriguing position. We didn't now. do this with the the last episode and those other two teams, but do you think the Rams will have a better record than they did last year with a nine seven record? Anyone. Oh, gosh. That's so that's tough. tough. Just I, division is, exactly. That's right. the only thing I have to say. It is so hard to say that because of how competitive this, this division is. I say no. I say no. I say no. I say they go. They they win under nine games. I say, it's, I say it's nine or less. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if the I, Lions I'm gonna, are 10. I'm going to have to agree only because the Seahawks and the 49ers are in this division. Yeah. And the Cardinals and, are and tough. And I think the Cardinals and they are going to the Cardinals, will, Cardinals will be yeah, better Cardinals, than they were last Cardinals year. Cardinals' record was shit last I mean, year, though, so come on. Yeah. I do think so they'll tough. take a step up. Yeah. I, know, I agree, but... We'll see. We'll see with that 9-7. They, they play the Eagles week two. That's an L. Chuck. <laughs> All right, so moving on to uh, uh, the last team in this division last year, the Arizona Cardinals. Like we said, they did not have a good year last year with a 5-10 and 10 record. Um, it, it, so moving on to, I mean, straight to the quarterbacks, Kyler Murray approaching his second year. I think it's safe to say, fellas, that he had a pretty decent rookie year. Uh, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That that the twelve interceptions. I mean, I guess that's normal as a rookie. But uh, he was uh, around. He was around three hundred yards shy of uh, hitting that four thousand uh, yards wise when it comes to uh, quarterbacks. So, what do you? How do you feel about Murray? Uh, he is very. I think you said earlier he is very hyped up. His, his ADP is extremely high. Yeah. He's predicted to be a top five. Uh, quarterback. I'm not sure what he finished last year. I'm sure it was top 10. Uh, but with Murray, how do you feel, Q, about Murray and how he's going to do this year? A, uh, with a, uh, not I wouldn't say new, but a, a complete full year with a new running back and also a complete year with the great DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, I think there's so much to love with Kyler Murray. He's one of those guys... He adds value with his legs, and that is you cannot understate that in fantasy. You love football. legs. I love him. You I'm a leg guy to guy. But uh, he he was a QB one in our league last year. He finished as QB eight as a rookie with mm. a rookie head coach in the toughest division in the right. World. That's good. I yeah. mean, these guys are gonna take a step up, 
like you said, they have a they have their running back set now in Kenyon Drake. They just added one of arguably you know one of the best receivers in the league in DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they're they're going to be a better team now. The, the division's still the toughest division in football, so are, are they going to? I think they're Best still probably going to have a losing record. Football. I mean, I, I see them as eight and eight. Last year they were five, ten, and one. I see them as like eight and eight, nine and seven this year. Um, but Kyler Murray, man, he is going to be a top five quarterback. I truly believe that, and everyone else believes that too. I think his people are just drafting him so high because everyone sees that his potential is that high. Um, did you say? Did you say his ADP? No, I, okay. I don't I really it. know it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure it's I'm it's, sure it's pretty yeah. pretty high. I mean, like you said, I mean, he he's a guy who is definitely being targeted higher in drafts because they see the upside of this dude. And like I said, a pretty impressive rookie year. Uh, what was his ADP? ADP is round five, pick two for a quarterback. That's uh, that's, wow, that's pretty high. That is yeah. high. So uh, Russell Wilson was. Uh, ADP was five, I think. Five something. Yeah. yeah. So exactly, so he's up there with the top five QBs in the league. I mean, um, and to me, that is not worth. It's not worth it. Round five, um, pick one for yeah. Russell Wilson. Ooh. So Literally, those guys are one, coming off one the board. pick behind, yeah. coming off the board back to back. Real quick, Russell or Murray? I mean, it's no question for me. To be I think it'd be Wilson. Yeah, I agree too. But the the addition of DeAndre Hopkins really throws a wrench in there for me because for sure. I think that dude catches everything that's thrown to him. So, right. yeah, I would go with Russell Wilson, no question either. Um, but that doesn't change. I mean, I still love Kyler, and I, de- I definitely think it's close. But and and I just think Russell Wilson has has proved it for a longer period of time. And I'm just interested to see what Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray can do in year two. Um, I, I do agree Kenyon Drake is is set now, and they're not going to be rotating a bunch of different backs in and out. Uh, with that wide receiver core, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and who's kid in the slot? Uh, fit, uh, Kirk. Kirk, yeah, Christian yeah, Kirk. Christian Kirk. Yeah, Kirk. Yeah. Yep. They have some studs right there, and, and I, I've heard them say – from that, from the Arizona Cardinals camp, that they think that they could have three thousand yard wide receivers, yeah. oh, which would man. be unreal. I don't, I, I don't believe it until I see it, but no. I know there could at least be, at least be a couple there. I hope not. I mean, yeah. I, I could, I can definitely. I mean, I don't want to say I can see three one thousand yard wide receivers, but um, Kyler finished and standardly seventh overall in our league. He was eighth. But with basically mediocre stats, I mean, look at his, look at his stats on the year: three thousand seven hundred twenty passing yards, twenty touchdowns, twelve interceptions. But he had five hundred forty-four rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. Yeah. So, he's going to improve upon those numbers. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Right. Right. He's going, and he, he. So I mean, he's gonna be, he's gonna be a top five quarterback. I I don't think there's any question in my mind. This guy is going to be a top five quarterback. I think he is going to be. Right. I mean, heck. Put it on the poll, Ruff. <laughs> Put it on the poll. I, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing or not. I just think it's a very well, good if, debate. If Murray will be a if top Murray's five. Murray's going to be top a def- five definitely fantasy a very quarterback good or not. I mean, it, it, it's right up there. It's it's in the realm of possibilities, and it's not a stretch. It's just it, it's Well, realm of possibilities is he's the QB1. 
I mean, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but that's just me being me. I, 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 don't, I mean, I don't see him in the same category. He's top five. Why can't he I'm sure. I'm sure we didn't think Lamar Jackson would have been the QB number well, one. Well, well hell no, we didn't think that. <laughs> no, I mean, nobody did. You did not think that. Or you would have drafted him way earlier than no, you did. No, because I drafted him where so he was So you being actually drafted. thought he was going to be QB number I one didn't last year. I think he was going to be QB Then why would you look at me like that? <laughs> I just knew that there was a chance because dual threat quarterbacks always have that chance. They so if anybody listening to this podcast, what you got to learn about fantasy football is you got to take into account the rushing ability of a quarterback. Right. It matters so much in fantasy football. Yeah, it makes a difference in real-life football, too. But we've seen from Tom Brady to Peyton Manning that you can get dubs and be very great teams and be dynasties almost. I mean, we'll say dynasties with the Patriots, yeah. not necessarily with the Colts. I mean, but pretty close. Pretty damn close. Yeah. <laughs> but you get so many wins with, with quarterbacks who are not rushing quarterbacks. But when it comes to fantasy, anybody who can run the ball and score touchdowns with their legs – should be valued higher than those who do not rush. Right. Yep. I mean, heck, man. It's, it's a thing where I currently own Kenyon Drake. He's one of my keepers. I currently, currently own, of course, the great DeAndre Hopkins. Those two guys are my dudes. Now, it's a thing where do I want to pull the Scott Benzing and draft Murray uh, you know, <laughs> and have three dudes in one team? It's not a bad idea, but if Murray... Uh, has a, a greater year than he did last year. I'm not going to put a pass. But, of course, coming from me, I have two draft picks in the first five rounds. I mean, I don't know if I have uh, the room to get a quarterback <laughs> like Murray. So, moving on to the quarterbacks, going on to the running backs. And, of course, we talked about them just a little bit. Uh, the great Kenyon Drake, they no longer have. Dude, uh, cool. <laughs> They no longer have David Johnson. Uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, Jake McKinley is a big is a big fan of Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy we talked about me making a move on Russell Wilson last episode. Yep. Uh, I also made a midseason uh, move to Q, yep. picking up Kenyon Drake. Q, what did I give you? I can't remember. I did, um, did I give you like a third rounder? A bag of chips. No, not a third rounder. A round. bag of like Cheetos. No, it was a fifth rounder. It was a bag of Cheetos. Is what it was. A fifth rounder. And oh, that was good value because fit, no one well, knew. Yeah, exactly. How he was going to be utilized. Well, here's the if thing: if you did not win the league, it would not have been good value. Yes, it would have. No, it would well, not. Well, here, have. here is the thing: yes, it still would like have. <laughs> your your trade talk was because, of course, like I said, I had David Johnson, and he was like he was coming back from injury, and you said. This is a great handcuff for you yeah. to have on your team. And I'm like, you're right, fifth rounder. I like throwing away draft picks. Why not? <laughs> so I, I picked him up, and Chase Edwards didn't do – I mean, they, they just now, threw Kenny Drake Kenny in there. Drake is being drafted in redraft leagues in the first round. Right. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. Uh, but no, Kenyon Drake is definitely a keeper. You get yeah. yeah. I mean he, he he's a keeper also and he did so well last year towards the end of the season. Uh helped me so much defeat Jacob McKinley and that's the four horrible. touchdown game just put me in my grave. Oh, it was so beautiful. Put me in my grave, put the dirt on top of it, and bought <laughs> my head so. Heck, man, it was kind of like the Derrick Henry thing the, two years ago yeah. that cost me the Toilet Bowl championship. Yeah. Derrick Henry pooping when, on my face. Like Mercus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, thanks for 
bring that back up. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't because it's still in my head. But, 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 I mean, honestly, no one else to say anymore about Kenyon Drake. If you don't know what he's done, then then you don't know. Chase you Edwards. don't know anything. Chase Edwards, concerned about him and taking away some uh, Absolutely attention Absolutely not. No, really. No, Kenyon Drake is a three-down But back. Edwards did he pretty well. Alabama is the running back you. How many dudes come out of this school and are just absolute studs in the NFL? One thing I do have to say, sorry, but Adam Gase tried to ruin this kid's career. He had just had to move to a different team, not play for Adam Gase anymore, and the dude just starts going off. If, I, if you're a Jets fan, sorry. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a Le'Veon Bell owner, good luck. The dude just tried ruining dude's careers. That's all he tries doing. Just, Adam just Gase is a weirdo. Snorting coke and ruining guys' careers yeah, is all he does. He's a weirdo. Um, no, I, I don't think there's any room to be concerned. Uh, you're drafting Kenyon Drake in the first round in every league, and you're not looking back. I mean, Chase Edmonds – or. Um, He's a first-round guy? In He's, no, 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 I mean, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, Kenyon Drake. Yes, He's absolutely. a first-round guy. Absolutely. Every league. Let me look the ADP. ADP, we, so. we like the ADP look He's, up here. He's like 110, 118, 112. I mean, so him, okay, just comparing it with, with those guys around that area, him and uh, Nick Chubb. Chubb. I would take Drake. Drake. Or Chubb? Ch- Drake. Uh, him Disagree. Or, Disagree with that. Him or uh, Joe Mixon? Nick Chubb is just, I, I think Drake. the dude's unreal. You the, pick, only reason I, the only reason I, I do is because... He doesn't have a hunt. Like, uh, Drake yeah. doesn't have a hunt behind him. I, I do get that, but I think Hunt's gone after this. I mean, heck, that's, man, that's, that's the reason why Chubb has been falling back so much is 80, because of Hunt. ADP for Kenyon Drake is round two, pick five. So he's oh. it's right there. That's, uh, that's I don't know what site you're looking I've been at. using the same site all night. Well, now I'm going to have to look back at the question. Again, but, no, I mean, that's that's fine. I personally think it's higher. Um, I think he's a first. I think he is like 110. Um, I, I don't think you're stupid for thinking. Yeah, like anything. it's not. He's I looking mean, at the toilet take. bowl website. Heck, <laughs> man, you are too. We're all toilet bowl chats. Well, yeah, it's easy with that. But. You, we are. You can't erase history. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started. You guys were toilet bowl champs when you had the worst team. I had the third best team. And I was oh, here we go. Here we go. It <laughs> makes sense. Oh, continue. I got so unlucky. Continue, Mister Unluck. Um, where what? Where were we? <laughs> Something about Kenyon Drake is all I know. Oh, his ADP. Uh, why is yeah, he first you're, round you're taking him. He's he just, because he is. <laughs> <laughs> because he who I mean what would you rather have he proved he's a three down back he's the top guy in the offense Chase Edmonds do not be concerned all he is is a handcuff Der- Der- I think Derrick Henry or Kenyon Drake Derrick Henry I think I think I think Nick Chubb is better better running back than Kenyon Drake but, but I think Derrick but- Henry and Nick or Kenyon Drake is close I'm not gonna I, say you're not but, but Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb should also be very close they're they are, but I would say I, I do agree. Thing. Like the hunt, I think, the hunt thing makes things a little, a little bit more, a little bit tougher. But, I think Chubb is still like what, I, what the ADPs I was looking at was like Kenyon Drake was like one ten, Chubb was like one twelve. So I mean, obviously those can all flip flop, and you know you could scoot a couple back, scoot a couple up. What? So I mean, how many other running backs you taken before him? You, are you what are McCaffrey. you taking Clyde, are you taking Clyde Edwards Hilaire before Kenyon Drake? Uh, Clyde Edwards actually hold on hold on 
Chubb was like 111. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was 112. I remember that. Right. See, I know you're taking Christian McCaffrey. Zeke. Barkley. And, Zeke and Barkley. Those Kamara. three. Kamara. Thomas. And, and Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas. He no, is, I'm talking about running backs. Oh, well, we're ta- I'm talking overall ADP. Okay, I'm talking uh, about running backs. Okay. Which, which other running backs are you Dalvin taking Cook. before? Okay. Then Drake. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah, they, okay, Henry, then Drake. So Drake is seven. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to fight you on it. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, and, I the, and, then, and then probably Chubb, Edwards, on, Miles. On, yeah. on my okay. roster, I, I, I personally Nixon, have yeah. Nick Chubb over Derek. I mean, over Kenyon Drake. Yeah, no, I, I think it's all a toss yeah, at yeah, that point. Is. Those guys are all yeah. right there. The and same you group. have to throw Joe Mixon in there as yeah, well. Yeah, Mixon right there um, with him. It's just Kenyon Drake is a very interesting fantasy player this year. And, and if I think in teams where, where you have some inexperienced players, you can absolutely steal Kenyon Drake this year. If if you're playing with some inexperienced players who haven't seen what he what he did last year and don't know that David Johnson's gone, it, <laughs> I mean I hope if you're playing fantasy with football, you right? <laughs> just saying they they gave him away for a bag of chips, so I just I think Kenyon Drake is a, is a good. They still have player. Chris Johnson, right? <laughs> Bad boy, kid could probably still run. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk to me about four two four. All right, all right. So moving on to the. Uh, wide receivers, of course, we talked about Hopkins, um, a guy who is the new addition to this Arizona team. How do you think about this stud, this monster? Um, hopefully Scott doesn't yell at me for that. He, I mean, he is a monster. I don't care what Scott says. But this guy, what do you think about him on a new team, new quarterback, younger quarterback? What do you think about this guy? you still think he will be a top five wide receiver? Hmm. That's tough. I don't think he's a top five wide receiver. You do not think do not. DeAndre Hopkins is a top five wide receiver? I don't because it's this a new year, team. I mean, at least just this year starting off. It's a new team. They want to spread the ball out. They don't want – you know what? I think that's one of the reasons, and I, I think Deshaun Watson is going to be better. They force-fed DeAndre Hopkins the ball, and now Deshaun is going to have the freedom to really spread the ball out. And I'm not saying – DeAndre Hopkins isn't a great receiver because he is, but to be a good, if you want to be a good team, I, you, you're going to spread the ball around. You don't want just one player you know is going to get all the targets, and that's the only guy you got to stop, and then you're going to win the game. Um, and I think I don't think the Cardinals want to fo- force feed this guy the ball. I think they're going to spread it out. It's an air raid scheme. They're going to throw it a ton. It's going to be fast paced. I think he's still going to have a really good year, but I, I personally I don't see him being top five. But I could see, like like we were talking about earlier, three 1,000-yard wide receivers. I could see him being top 10, 15, Christian Kirk being top 20, 25, and, you know, Fitzgerald maybe also in that 25 range, personally. Yeah, rough. we had this discussion when we talked about the AFC South. It's just so hard to, to say whether or not losing Deshaun Watson, how much it's going to hurt. Sorry, losing DeAndre Hopkins is – how much it's going to hurt Deshaun Watson because of the ability to spread the ball around a little bit more because I do understand that they did force feed him but to be honest like as a Titans fan they didn't have a single DB who could match up against him and they could not stop it and we all knew where it was going and they still couldn't stop it so just for those reasons and the chip being on DeAndre Hopkins shoulders fantasy wise Okay, maybe he's right outside the top five, but he's an automatic top ten lock in my eyes. Like no matter what, 
top eight lock. So uh, I I just think Hopkins is too talented of a guy. The dude doesn't does not drop the ball. Like okay, may not create the most separation, but if a if a a ball is contested, he's gonna come down with it. So that I just think I I think Hopkins is gonna gonna end up top five, top ten, top eight, and and possibly top five. It's just you know I I do think Kyler and them want to spread it around. I do agree with that, but Hopkins is absolute beast. Heck, Q, I do agree with you. I mean, both of you, I guess that that you guys say that. I mean, it's going to be spread out a lot more when it, I mean, compared to uh, the Texans. And what, he, what the heck? He was complete, competing against Will Fuller and Kiki Kuti. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. guys, I guess, were the top wide receivers. This time he has the great Larry Fitzgerald, a very first. I mean, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, yeah. um, hands down. And also a young Christian Kirk. Uh, and when it comes to... Uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, he he was he was targeted 109 uh, last year, and Christian Kurt was uh, targeted 107. So those are I, I do believe it's still going to be that tight when it comes to those two. I think Hopkins is by far going to see more than those guys, but I mean those guys are going to. I wouldn't be surprised if it's still maybe close to that range. No, and I would honestly I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, when I say he. I don't think he's going to be a top five. I'm not like thanking. I, I, he could, he, he, no matter what, he's a set it and forget it wide receiver one. That is what he is. He, he's a star and he finished last year as the wide receiver five in our league. So I just personally think he's not going to get as much volume as what he was forced in Houston being the only option. Um, I still think he's going to get a ton of volume enough to be, he could easily be top five again. I just think he's probably going to be more five to ten, and not one to five. Which that's just splitting hairs at this point. But um, I still think he is a top wide receiver in the for fantasy. He's a set it and forget it wide receiver one. And if you have the chance to draft him and it's at the right value, you do it. You set him in your lineup and you don't look back. So are you guys concerned about? I'm mean, actually no. Are you? Who would you pick? Bef- who would you pick next after Hopkins, Larry, or Kirk? I gotta say, Kirk, just because of the age. I mean, I mean, we've what, been saying act, this for the last twelve right. years. Right. I but. mean, heck, let me let me add this. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald has been in the league since two thousand four. I mean, we were in middle school. If, if I have to throw that out, that's just painting a picture of how long he's been in the league. We were in middle school, chilling. So he he's been in the league that long. He has missed a total of six games. Six games, wide receiver, NFL. That's crazy. That's insane. That's that is insane. He has he's he's played he hasn't missed a game since 2014. Wow. I mean, that dude is there definitely durable. Um, I mean, but I agree with you. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, Larry's. I mean, he's definitely a great football player. But fantasy wise, is a guy that you don't. It, 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 if you're in a deep league, then be a guy you can rely on. Maybe. The throw in your flex spot, but uh, I know uh, Christian Kirk was uh, relied on by uh, Keegan Scott last year as a flex spot, and he did well for him. Yeah. Uh, so I think maybe Christian Kirk over Larry. I mean, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I would have to agree. I would pick Christian Kirk over Larry, but it's not by much. Um, you know, just to throw some stats out, Christian Kirk, he had 68 68- Catches 709 yards and three touchdowns. 
in his he only played 13 games. Um, Larry had 75 catches, 804 yards, and four touchdowns, and he played all 16. So yeah. Um, honestly, if you pace it out, Christian Kirk would have had more receptions, would have had more yards, and probably more touchdowns, but not by that much. Um, these guys are both fantasy relevant. I think Kirk is probably more of a wide receiver three, um, a strong flex, but a solid wide receiver three, and Fitzgerald is solely a flex at this point, you know, until we see how the offense plays out. I, yeah, I think Larry's a bench guy. I mean, as yeah, of right I now. mean, a bench guy, a flex guy, if you need an extra, you know, you got a bye week, you, someone gets hurt. Right. Um, he's not going to be a bad guy to have. I mean, he's consistent. Right. You know, so Good. 75 catches, 804 yards, four touchdowns. I agree with everything you boys are saying about of course. interesting offense. Of course. We'll see how do. those wide receivers play out. All right. So, and of course, don't – we're not going to talk much about him, but Andy Isabella was another guy that I kind of liked last yeah. year. Uh, now he's approaching his second year. He was a rookie last year. Very quick, explosive guy. Uh, that played in the slot spot. I mean, he wasn't a bad guy, but uh, them adding Hopkins definitely pushed him back a little bit. Yeah. Um, if Christian Kirk gets hurt, that's where you, you take a exactly. look at Exactly, yeah. exactly. I picked him up last year in my Dynasty League, and I still have him, but uh, that kind of hurt him with them adding Hopkins, but we will see when it comes to Isabella. Uh, moving on to the tight ends. Not much to talk about here. Uh, we're not going <laughs> to talk about it. Uh, it looks like the top guy is uh, Mr. Max Williams. They do have Dan Arnold back there as well. Uh, Max uh, Max Williams, I, I don't really know much about him. Uh, I mean, he was high draft pick from the Ravens a few right. years back. Yep. So uh, he just hasn't really amounted. I mean, after the Ravens took, <laughs> we should all know, Mark Andrews and, and Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst before Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews obviously a monster at this point. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, Scott has ruined it. He is Mark Andrews that. obviously a stud at this point. So they traded away Hayden Hurst, and they obviously also traded away Matt. I think they traded him to Arizona, Max Williams, but possibly. I, I think the kid's got talent, but again, come on, bro, you got to show me before I'm drafting you in fantasy. Yeah. After. Oh heck no. Um, mm. the their offensive system doesn't really cater to the tight end spot. It's an air raid system. They want to put four wide receivers on the field. They want to run RPO. Get it? They want to stretch the field. Um, an interesting little nugget here. Max Williams had, uh, let me see here, 19 targets last year. Through 16 games, he had 19 of the team's 554 targets. That's 3% of the target share. Wow. He had 15 catches on 19 targets. So, I mean, this guy's not even getting looked at in the passing game. Stay completely away from Max Williams, unless <laughs> you 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 just unless he breaks out and you know you see him produce. But don't draft him. You're not going to see yeah, that. Don't so. draft. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that wraps up the great division of the NFC West. We had to split in half because it was so beautiful to talk about those uh, great conversations being made here today. Uh, like I said, uh, so today is Tuesday. Uh, we are getting closer and closer to Saturday night where we are drafting these guys. We are drafting Max Williams. Yeah. And we're <laughs> uh, we are drafting these studs, and it's going to be a glorious night. Are you guys excited to get this game, to get this year going? Yeah, I'm ready to watch this stank 
of this toilet bowl oh boy. off myself. You stink, dude. And go, go, go shoot for that ring with the new name, the Fresh Prince of Hell Air, <laughs> and the, the old boys just rolling with it. I'm, I'm ready to watch the stank of this toilet bowl off. And I'm ready to be the first team to repeat That's as back-to-back vlog champions. Very high pressure when it comes high to pressure, after winning but, one year. Um, I've set myself up. You know, last year, I think the key to my success was my draft. And I had two first-round picks, two third-round picks, two fourth-round picks. I don't have that much ammo this year, but I do have a first-round pick, two second-round picks, two fifth-round picks, three sixth-round picks. Stop. Um, so, you know, I... I How many picks you got in that time span, Ruff? I don't even think... Like three. three. You got one. <laughs> <laughs> so, What's a pick? <laughs> I mean, so I am set up to build a strong team once again. And yeah, I think I have this. I have a window right now that all those draft picks allowed me to trade. Like I, I traded Amari Cooper, I got a pick back in return because I I had other keepers I could keep. So I trade players away, I get a pick back in return. Kenyon Drake last year. This is why I do make the. That's why I made this trade. Um, I personally didn't need him. He was a nice handcuff for you. He turned out to be a keeper for you. But I got a fifth round pick. But Drake is rated more than Miles Sanders right now. Yeah. So you regret that or no? No, I don't regret that because at the time, it was a good move for both parties. Right? Drake was better than Sanders at the time. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, I'm ready to go out, try and repeat. Um, I think I've got as good as a shot as, you know, Jake or Keegan or if not a better shot, honestly, because of my capital. And um, I just have to nail the draft like I did last year. Yeah, it's it always it's always a special time when we get everybody together, and hopefully this year we do get everybody together for this draft night. It's definitely a fun time um, putting those names on that board. And now, yelling. are we going to be live draft night? We are. We we're going to record draft night um, on Saturday, so be ready for that. Uh, we're going to have uh, some more. Uh, so this is Tuesday. We're going to have some more. Uh, podcast tomorrow thursday and we'll see what friday looks like as well so uh, and of course i'm going to try and not make it to the toilet bowl four years in a row that's just my goal four years uh, in a row yeah i've made it three in a row no oh big deal God. you are welcome oh no <laughs> hey i'm not crying about it it is what it is but like i said many times i'm gonna say it again i have escaped two of those times no big deal, right, Scott? That's, that's all that matters. That's all that I matters. I could have three toilet bowls right now. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, again, thank you so much. This is wrapping up the great NFC West. Um, please jump on later this week. And uh, please, if you are listening uh, to any whatever platform you are listening to when it comes to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever it is, get a, uh, give us a rating, uh, su- subscribe, and uh, let us know how you think about the show and and what we need to do to make things great. But hey, again, thank you so much. This has been the Flawcast Network. Stay safe.